Did you know that Infendo Radio is supported by viewers like you? You can go to patreon.com slash Infendo Radio and throw us a few bones. We put the donkey in Donkey Kong. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio. This is episode number 476. This is the 16th of July. Damn it, I did it again, huh? July? I knew I was going to do it again. <laughs> I did that last week. This is January. I, do, I give up. How are you, Steve? <laughs> You're taking over as the fearful leader. Oh, God, that's back. We're screwed after the day. I've, I've had two Mondays. So, and it's Wednesday. Yeah. Monday, if, I, if I'm taking over, this, this ship's going down and we're all going to <laughs> Well, um, Justin, what kind of ship are you sailing? Are you a uh, captain of this ship or are you just like a first mate? Are you master of your domain? There's a reference <laughs> for y'all. Um, I am captaining my new MacBook ship, um, which hopefully will hold out. I've had a few uh, technical difficulties with it, getting it set up, but... Um, I don't know how different I look to you people, but uh, I'm looking at a much more convenient setup for the show. So, awesome, awesome. Well, that's good to hear. Hopefully, also everything my works out. Mario shirt. I, I, yeah, we all got the video game shirts. Lucas, what's on your chest? Um, a lot of hair, and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Easy. Can we actually talk about this on air? Mm. Or is that not radio? Those, those male presenting say, we got three nipples. Italians on the show. Should we compare? Those male presenting <laughs> nipples. We might get banned oh, off of Tumblr. I, I'm an, <laughs> I'm an embarrassment to Italians with my lack of body hair. It's disgusting. Well, uh, okay. You're an embarrassment to us too. So enjoy that. Jeez. Wow. Lucas, um, where? All right, what, Eugene. What I'm putting in my two weeks. <laughs> Lucas, tell Don't us something that so that we are not an computer. embarrassment anymore. Save us from. Um. This. Did you know that? 99% of people who main Isabel in Smash are Latino. <laughs> Were you trying to find the least offensive thing to end that I with, thought or? about like five different things and I was making up like all of the words on the fly as I went and I just happened to look down and I'm fighting Isabel so I was like, I could work with this I guess. And I had to find something to make them that wouldn't, like, hurt anyone's feelings. So it's like, <laughs> Latino sounds good. <laughs> I mean, you could have uh, gone with Blaxican, and then we at least only have one person to offend. Yeah, Yeah, you know, it's fine. It's fine. So um, I think we're going to let Steve take us away for realsies, though, as our fearful leader, because he was actually one to bring us some breaking news this week. So uh, why don't you talk to us about b -b 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 Breaking news. I was purposely quiet right there because I want that to be the actual sound for the breaking news segment. <laughs> so, Eugene, I'm going to need you to clip that out, and that's going to be our breaking news sound from now on. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay, so I'm going to read you a little bit of an article from RocketLeague.com. And I'm just going to read this one paragraph, and then I'm going to kind of talk about why it's such a big deal. Um, with special thanks to all of our friends and colleagues at PlayStation, we're thrilled to announce that starting right now, Rocket League has entered PlayStation Crossplay Beta Program. Players on PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and Steam can now randomly matchmake with or against each other in all online match types, i.e. casual, competitive, and extra modes. Um, to and then it goes into how to make sure crossplay is enabled, which it is by default. Um, so yeah, this is huge news. This is the second game 
that has gone completely cross-play um, with all consoles. Sony was not on board at first. Fortnite was the first ones to get Sony to introduce this, uh, what do they call it, the cross-play beta program. Uh, Rocket League is the second, and there is speculation that Minecraft will be the next one on the boat. I just gotta say, Rocket League, while not as big of a game as Fortnite, is certainly a better game than Fortnite, but um, it's cool to see them getting on it, because at first I figured yeah. it was just like them caving <clears throat> to Fortnite, because like literally that's all the world is playing right now. Right, and there is a little bit more to this, actually. One thing that Psyonix has been really big on is crossplay. They were the ones that pioneered it, and then Fortnite was the one to kind of get it done to be the first ones. But Psyonix last year was actually supposed to release. Um, shoot, I can't remember exactly what it's called. That that um, platform that we were talking about on the other. Yeah, side. the the cross platform party system. Yeah. Um, they mm. do confirm in this article that that will be available for the first update of the year. And if I had to guess, sorry, my alarm was going off. Um, I would say that update's going to come around March, which will be about the time the next season launches in Rocket League, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's strictly hypothesis, though. I have no, like, intel or anything We should on just that. start a segment that's just like Steve's um, conspiracy. Steve's predictions. Steve's conspiracy <laughs> yeah, right? theories, where it's just like, yeah, it, ladies and it gentlemen. It wouldn't be the first time I've done this. If you this listen either. to the radio waves, you'll realize hey. that at the end of March... Oh. <laughs> I, I wrongly just, I predict just, stuff on a regular basis. For, I just have to give you a bonus point for properly using the word hypothesis as opposed to theory. Huh. Nice. Look at me go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it is possible right now, by the way, to create par private parties. Um, so, like, if we knew someone on, X on Xbox and PlayStation, we could create a private match. But, you know, that's kind of hard to do and very limiting right now. So it'll be much better once they do the uh, cross-platform party system. So I'm stoked. I think this is awesome. Um, I think that smaller games like this, you know, I see PUBG going this way eventually too, just because of how they're doing. Um, but it's definitely going to start awesome, with smaller games. Actually. But I think by the next console generation that this is going to be the norm, even for bigger games like Battlefield and Black Ops. You know, in a lot of those type of games, I think if it's coming out for all the consoles, that they're just going to do cross-platform play as a thing. So, and I think that's a really cool step for gamers. Because, you know, like, I'm perfectly happy with my Switch, and if I don't have to buy another system and another online service to play with people on other systems, I'm good with that. Yeah, like, I mean, this is... <clears throat> this is really, like... There's, there's no downside to this, honestly, at least from a consumer perspective. Um, right. I mean, I, I remember when I got my Xbox One, I was all excited. I'm like, ooh, I have an Xbox One. I can cross-play with my friends on Switch. And then I thought, why the hell would I do that? I already, you already have a Switch. On Switch. <laughs> of course, like, Fortnite's free. But, yeah, um, but yeah I mean, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no downside to this. And it, like, the only... The only reason Sony was holding out was because they thought they were better than everyone. And when they found out that they, people they wanted crossplay. They're like, okay, all right. Yep. I guess we'll play with the other kids on the playground. Oh, people slaughtered them over it. There were so many just well, things on the internet that people were just tearing them apart. Yeah, for sure. I hope that this is the 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 beginning of a new era in gaming where 
you know, like console wars are a thing of the past. Like I it get is. so tired of like I hear it in the break room all the time about why oh the the PlayStation's so much better than the Xbox. I don't know how to let people play the thing that they want, and especially now that you can mm-hmm. play with them no matter what they have. There's no reason for anybody to fight over. I just I, over I just it. don't yeah. see it because people are still going to want to own the best system. Yeah. They're still going to be comparing graphics and hardware, and oh, yes, they're but, still going to be exclusives. You know. Well, yeah, and and the exclusives are are what are what will appeal to you. But like, you know, like I, one of the reasons I bought a PlayStation Three was because I had friend. Oh, all right, one of the reasons I bought certain games for certain systems during the PlayStation Three Xbox Three Sixty era was because of the friends who also had that game mm-hmm. yeah. for that system. Now. That there's a possibility that won't be an issue anymore. I can buy the game for whatever system. Like like Steve says, if yeah. I want to buy the game on the Switch because I prefer to have it on the Switch, and uh, so so to finer Eugene to wants f- it on the PlayStation, then and we, as long as we can still play together. Well, yeah, yeah and that's fine. But you know, Eugene, being the PlayStation elitist that he is, is still going to tell you that your system sucks and it yeah. can't handle the same types of games that his can. Right, like, but so, at least we can still play games. Together. Yeah, and that's fine. So that's that's <laughs> just it, though. Is I I think you slightly misspoke your thought a little bit. I Maybe. think what you meant to say is in the in in the aspect of choosing consoles. Um, it's going to be the exclusives now that stir you to the console, not where your friend base is. Right. Yeah. I mean, cross cross play is going to bridge the gap in the multiplayer, but there's always going to be the console wars. Like, yeah, I think that the, the the thing to think about about that is right. Like, you're never going to have Mario on PlayStation, right? So you right. still have to get your Nintendo console. To, well, I don't. You know, get your I don't Mario's. know. With what uh, Nintendo's president said last week, it's <laughs> well, it's possible we might see Mario on a PlayStation someday in the future. Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll believe that when I have it in my hands. <laughs> kind of like kind of like Kingdom Hearts three when it's in my PlayStation four. I'll believe it's actually coming out. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, I, I, I completely agree with all this. I mean, it, I think that cross um, cross play can only help the gaming industry, right? So it doesn't make sense anymore to segment people off into like, okay, this is the PlayStation servers and these are the Xbox servers and these are the PC servers when like, especially for smaller games, right? Like some games might only have like a thousand people per console. So it only makes sense to combine all of that for, you know the greater good one last point to this i hope that with more um games having this cross-platform thing that we start seeing more of an attention to detail about like segmenting people based on like skill level if they choose to be because one of the nice Mm -hmm. things about being on a nintendo system is you're usually playing with younger people so it's usually a little bit easier to play games online as opposed to like an xbox or a playstation where you tend to be playing with those like really like you know, hardcore, like, teenage young adults who have nothing to do but play games all day, so they're really <laughs> freaking good at it. Like, it'd be nice to know that in lieu of, you know, that no, no longer being a thing, like, you can maybe choose to join a lobby that's a little more casual, because that's kind of yeah. a big thing with online gaming. It's hard to I th- find a balance, you know? I think it's going to be a while yeah. before we actually get to that point. Yeah. But once they figure out this whole crossplay thing, that's the next logical step is, okay, we have it all running. Yeah. Now let's get the matchmaking working better. That would be nice. So, 
And I mean, with games like Rocket League and Fortnite, where they have their season passes and ranking levels already, it's already built into the game. Oh, yeah. They just need to... Well, and Rocket League even allows for a little bit of that, because you can choose to play a casual match or you can play a competitive. You know, something as simple as exactly. that is really all you need. Just exactly. you know, nice to not get thrust into a room full of experts and be dying. Well, and here's another cool thing, particularly about Rocket League with cross-platform play. Um, Rocket League only got as big as it did, initially anyway, because of it being a free game on PlayStation Plus hmm. and everybody huh. getting it to play it there for the first time. Huh. So there is a massive player base on PlayStation that we can now connect to on Switch. So I'm hoping that makes matchmaking shorter. I don't know. Shinazi was playing uh, Rocket League years ago through Steam. Well, that, so. that's just it, is it was on Steam, but it peaked. They hit, like, uh, what it, what is it called? Like, peak concurrent players or something like that, right after the PlayStation Plus launch of Rocket League. So it was around, but it skyrocketed in popularity after that. Interesting. Yeah, right, because they gave it away for free for a month or, or something like that during yeah. that. Yeah, yeah and that's mm-hmm. actually when I, when I got it for free. I didn't even play it, though, until <clears throat> I bought it on Switch. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, so that's everything I've got to say on that. It's freaking awesome. I'm very excited. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Minecraft is next. Yeah. Well, we will take a little break here then, and then we'll move into the Infendo Top 5. Do you like the sound of our voices? Just wait until you see our beautiful faces. At twitch.tv slash radio, you can see us live Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The only time zone. We're back. It's Infendo Top 5 time. We haven't done this in a while, actually. It's been, man, I, I don't even know, at least over a year. Can you even remember the last time we did it, Justin? Because it was before, pre-Lucas, pre-Steve, I want to say. Oh, yeah, it was definitely the dark pre-Lucas, days. pre-Steve. Um, <laughs> I want to say we started doing Nintendoons in lieu of... Nintendo Top 5 before the end of the year we came back, so yeah, probably, definitely before episode 500, but I'm pretty sure it was even, like, before 470. <laughs> right. Hey, Justin, episode 500 hasn't happened yet. Or, you, before, you know what I mean. <laughs> before I was, was going to let it go. I, nope, I was going to nope. also that. Nope, I was going to call his ass no, out. Steve couldn't hold it back anymore. <laughs> I hate you all. Oh, this is why they say reindeers are better than people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are doing an Infendo Top oh. Five, and this one, this oh, week I we, we actually have a re- segments. <laughs> yeah, this week we actually have a really cool one. We're gonna be doing an Infendo Top Five for our top five favorite villains. So that should be pretty interesting. Um, I scrambled to get mine in order, and I think I like my order. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Does anybody want to take the reins, though, on this and uh, tell us your first one and talk about it? Steven, go! All right, so when I was picking top five villains, I wanted A, to go with stuff that wasn't conventional, and B, I wanted to go with some stuff that didn't originate on Nintendo, but has come to Nintendo. All of my villains do appear on a Nintendo console at some point. a lot more work into I was like, these are my five favorite villains. Oh, no, bitch, I did research on this. (laughs) So my number five favorite villain that's appeared on a Nintendo console is Albert Wesker. Um, oh, I was I was thinking about using a Wesker. 
So, Albert Wesker uh, came to us originally. So, I think the first time Resident Evil appeared on the Nintendo console was on the GameCube. Yep. And that's when we got the the Resident Evil Zero prequel and then the remakes of 1, 2, 3, 4. And did we get Code Veronica? Yeah. Or am I up in the night on that? Yes. Okay, I so have we did. Veronica. On, on what system? GameCube. Wii? On GameCube. GameCube. I don't remember... Code Veronica did come out on Wii. I don't know if it came out on GameCube. It came out on GameCube. I yeah, and then and then I think they were all re-released on GameCube after that too, or at least the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I so think my... I have all of them on Wii, and I've never played any of them. <laughs> and see, the only one that I've ever completed is Resident Evil Zero, and or no, sorry, Resident Evil Remake. Excuse me, the remake of the original one. And when you see him at the end and you realize, you know, he's the one behind everything, that was such a cool moment. And then seeing him even in the movies, I know that the movies, like, deviate completely from everything that is Resident Evil canon, as it were, and most people hate the movies. I love him. I think they're so much fun, and he is such a badass in the movies. I kind of consider the movies and the games to be separate canon, kind of separate. Yeah. yeah, like like they each have. So their you own believe in the split kind of timeline like, Kind theory. of like the Mario game uh, timeline and the Mario movie timeline. Very different, but both equally justified. Uh huh. No, there's nothing justifiable <laughs> about the Mario movie. <laughs> Imagine for a second a world where man evolved from dinosaurs. Oh God, That's he's got awesome. the accent again. <laughs> Steve, save us. Now I'm going to have to go watch that movie again. Um, so yeah, so he, HD. so he was my, uh, you know, he, as I ordered my list, he has to sit at the bottom just because I've only played two games that he's actually in. But sure. man, did I have fun with those two games. I, I, I support you, man. Resident Evil 1 was my first Resident Evil. I played the crap out of it with my dad and Wesker was pretty badass, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that remake was so good. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness! I didn't finish it, but what I played of it was awesome. Like mm-hmm. I got stuck at one point and just kind of stopped playing. But when it there were when so it comes many to... times, it scared the crap out of me in that game. Oh, <laughs> right? those goddamn those goddamn dogs get me every time. Hey, and oh I my know god, it's coming. I screamed out loud. Just be careful, especially... you don't get turned into a Jill sandwich. My my, <laughs> oh my favorite god, part about the dogs though. All the dialogue. Right. Mm-hmm. My favorite part about the dogs, though, is that um, if you played the original on the PlayStation, they changed the location that they jump out the oh, window on you. So like, nice. yeah, yeah. So like, um, it gets you even then. It's like, yeah, ugh. yeah. Resident Evil and Eternal Darkness, I think, are the only two games that have ever like startled me to the point that I screamed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, and when well, it when it comes to Switch, I will be buying it again. Who isn't? Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, um, I yes, I'm going to take next and give you my number five on my list. Um, my number five is kind of a joke answer, but also kind of not a joke answer. Um, my f- top, my f- number five villain is Tom Nook. Because... Oh, my God. <laughs> when, I told, when I told my friend tonight that we were doing this, that's what she recommended. Oh, no way. <laughs> Tom Nook and that Dio was... from JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, seriously, Tom Nook, I'm saying, because, like, um, he's kind of a jerk. He, You owe him all this money, and then, like, you finally upgrade your house, and then you owe him even more money, and it's just like, I ah. don't understand this. It's, 
I don't understand the hate for Tom Nook. Okay. He gives you a house. He just asks you to pay for it over time. So, so here's the thing. <laughs> like, here's he, the thing with Tom he Nook. He never asks for money without a service. Here's the thing with Tom Nook. <laughs> I didn't get it either because the first game I played was New Leaf. And in New Leaf, he's pretty tame. But when you go yeah. back, like, I played the original games, and he's a lot more of a monster in those games. It's like, oh, really? He, like, I've never played any like, but Like, you start you know. off in the original Animal Crossing, and he's like, oh, yeah, here's a house. You could pay me back for it. By the way, you work for me now. And it's like, yeah. he has to, like, <laughs> running out and doing deliveries and stuff. Like, no, I understand now, because I, I used to be with you, but... <laughs> oh, that's I've, I'm I'm learning something new about my friendly neighborhood <laughs> to <new home laughs> shark. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, that's a, he'll get you, man. I'm telling you, you owe that man lots of bells. So, yeah, Tom Nook, that's my number five. Who's next? I guess I have to eliminate one okay. from my list, and I can't decide because I'm still stuck at six. <laughs> well, would you like to decide while I do mine, or would you like to just sure, run into it? Sure, go ahead. Um, so mine, just so you know, my list is not as well organized as Steve's or as funny as Eugene's. I literally just sat down and I said, who are my favorite, you know, five villains from Nintendo games? And this is what I got. Um, number five is Marks from Kirby Superstar Saga. Um, uh, yeah, I saw that. Kirby Superstar Saga was one of my favorite Kirby <laughs> games, one of my favorite games in general as a kid. And... I really liked Marks in that game. I, I, I liked the fake out. It was a it was a mini fake out, obviously, because it was kind of a mini game. But like he comes up and he's this cute little blob on a ball, and he's like, "You gotta save the world with the sun and the moon." And it's like all of a sudden he's this demon monster that's like spitting out souls, and he's got bat wings, and he's I love him. I love him so much. I love his and, design. I love that he rides around that on a little theme ball. Theme song too, dude. Holy yeah, no, the theme song's amazing. Oh my, I love his. Oh my music. god. Um, go on YouTube and look up 8-Bit Music Theory. He just released a video about uh, video game music with odd time signatures. Oh, yeah, and I Marx's saw the preview theme is, like, the highlight of, of that. Yeah, no, yeah, he's he's great. It, like, changes time signature every two measures. I'm, I'm very happy that he's playable in Kirby Star Allies. I, I played the crap out of that game with him. I'm exceedingly happy that he's one of the few villains that we got in Smash Bros. Is one of the okay, best. I'm glad that you gotten that, so, because I knew you were going to be excited about oh, that. Oh, yeah, when no, I, dude, I, 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 I love it so much. Like, he's, <laughs> he's fantastic, so. And, you know, and on a side tangent... Smash tangent. Mm-hmm. What I love that they do about it is that they keep the villains like true to form too. So like they, it's pretty yeah. much the same exact attacks, and they're yep. from the original. I, I love it. Yeah, no, it's same yeah, weaknesses. Really the boss battles are like the highlights, right? Like every time I play a classic mode with with a certain character and have to fight Master Hand, I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I feel you. No, he's he's fun. I love Marks. I'm really happy that he gets as much attention as he does. I'm happy that the rest of the fan base feels as strongly about him as I do because I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's a legit character. I love him. All right, Justin, All right. you you got well, it down to five or what we got? We got a list of seven no, now. I'll, I'll have to decide towards the end which one I'm going to cut out because <laughs> be, be, because I have to play. I was going to play off of Steve's and go with a a non-Nintendo villain first, but I gotta play off of Lucas's, cause, uh, I've never played the game that Marks is in, but one of the ones on my list is Nightmare from Kirby's Adventure. Mm. Mm. Um, and 
again, we're getting into spoiler territory, and I think we're going to be in spoiler territory for Kirby's most of this adventures. It's a, top five spoilers. It's a twenty-five or thirty-year-old game. It's okay. I, I know, but you know, <laughs> if you haven't played it yet, play. If you haven't it now played it yet, you, you don't have an interest in it. Tur- turn off the podcast. Go <laughs> right. beat it now, and then come, <laughs> come back, back when to you're us done. When you're done, no listening until uh, you finish. I, I, because Nightmare, I think, was the first bait and switch villain I can yeah. ever remember in a video game. Because I remember, like, I had played Kirby's Dream. I think I'd played Kirby's Dream. I, I, I got to the end where you fight King DDD. And I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't. It took me a while to beat him. He wasn't easy. And I'm like, oh, I finally beat it. Wait, what? Wait, what's happening? Oh, my God. And, and then you get the second form and just, oh, my God, like. Like, that's still one of my favorite boss battles of all time, even though I can completely demolish him now because I've got his patterns memorized and everything. It's just, the again, the music, the atmosphere, the fact that you have this very, like, dark, sinister, um, almost Castlevania-looking character thrown into a Kirby game where everything's cute and fluffy and round. Like, it was just such a such a mind-blowing moment to get to that battle and then and then actually beating him like like just suddenly this relatively easy game just gets amped up to 11 in difficulty so um so i haven't played played i haven't fought marks yet other than in one of the classic modes in smash but um definitely nightmare is one of my highlight bosses and one of my top five Nice. Awesome. Well, I guess we were circling back around to you, Steve, so uh, give us your number four. Well, you guys are about to hate me. Um, This is another non... Well, I don't know. Bit Trip started on the Nintendo systems. I'm waiting to find (laughs) out who the villain in Bit Trip is. Yeah, I it's Charles Martinet. I hope it's it's Captain Poopy Pants or something uh, equally charming. Bit Trip started as a WiiWare title, as a matter of fact. Oh. It came out in six parts, and then they re-released it in disc form on the Wii. Because um, WiiWare couldn't handle a, <laughs> a full release of the game. Yeah, and, that, and then it was ported to 3DS, and then it was ported anyway. So it's been out on, like, tons of Nintendo systems. Uh, the villain's name from that is Minigron Timbletot. I only knew him as Timbletot. I had no idea until ten minutes ago he had a first name. So that was new to me. And for those of you that are actually watching the live stream, I'm going to attempt to hold up my iPad and show you what he looks like. But he is the big bad. He is Commander Vidya's nemesis. Um, he is the Wesker to your Jill. Um, the sandwich to your Jill. I remember getting to his boss fight. I um, In Runner 1 um, on the 3DS was the first time I beat Runner 1. Um, but I remember getting to him. It took me three weeks before I was actually good enough at it to beat him. That boss fight is rough. Um, really, that game, though, it's really rewarding when you go through like a two-week stretch sitting on one level, and then you finally beat it. That feels good. Um, I don't remember his boss fight in Runner 2 being nearly as good, and I haven't got to him yet in Runner 3, so I'm getting there. But he is just a cool villain. Like, he pulls Commander Video into all these weird situations in each of the different games. Um, really enjoyable. Um, he, he changes phases into all these different machine-type things um, in each of the different games he's in. 
you know, um, just really, really good. Runner is one of my favorite series, and I'm glad to see that they have such a cool antagonist. So, I wonder if yeah. we ever get a Smash trophy or something for some indie games like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, sure there's probably a sticker spirits. in there somewhere. Or yeah, Com- Commander Video was a trophy in Smash 4, <laughs> and it's quite possible that there's a sticker or two from the BitTrip series in Smash 5. I don't know. Nice. So, but yeah, so Minigron Timbletot. Timbletot, I said it wrong. Tot, <laughs> not trot. My bad. And, and, and I'm sure people are just absolutely Outraged. furious and incensed. I know, right? All of, those run, all those runner <laughs> fans does, that we does have Does anybody else to have us. any vivid memories of, of runner games and their bosses to share and go along with Steve's story? Anyone? Uh, I, actually, Lucas has beat Runner 2, if I remember right. I did beat Runner 2. I rather enjoyed it. Oh, nice. Oh, that, that is, is adorable. They just got it. <laughs> <laughs> For our audio-only listeners, Lucas just showed us a very nice Mark spirit that he just unlocked. <clears throat> During right. the show. Well, I suppose I will take next, um, since I'm the next in order. Um, so my next boss or villain or I guess what have you that I um, is on my favorites list is actually Andros. Mm. So um, I've always if really I liked... If I go down, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see, you know, you hit it right on the on the head, <laughs> Justin. Honestly, because um, that was one of the first games I ever played that had spoken voice. So, like... On a cartridge, no less. Yeah, right. So, like, it was it was pretty impactful to hear that. And then, like, you know, I the I thought the voice actors were pretty good in Star Fox sixty four. So, like, <laughs> I mean, they were very B movie, but they yes, that's they, exact. They, but they that's were what you all wanted. They needed to be. Yeah, exactly. And then, so you know, like I I've always liked getting to that android uh, android to that Andros boss battle, especially after you figure out that there's a trick, so then you can you know get to the second form or whatever, and you know. Wait, so, there's a second form? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I found out um, and playing the original Star Fox on my Super NES Classic and abusing the crap out of save states that there's a second form to the original Super NES Andros bot- battle as well. So I, I must admit, know. I've never beaten that for that game because it's so hard. I've just never had as much it, of an interest it, it in is. it because it's I've, just like a lower version of Star Fox 64. I've beat the first level. <laughs> it's got good great music i think it's like, got, yeah. it's got great music and i i think i mean aside from the frame rate i think the gameplay itself still holds up but oh yeah and i do like the the like extreme low poly graphics and i love low poly andros i'm so glad that that's is that still an assist trophy oh, yeah. i know mm-hmm. okay cuz that's one of my favorite assist trophies seeing the star fox SNES graphics in HD is just <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Hey, only Definitely he's got cool. the brains to rule the Lilat system. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Andros, that's me. Okay, well, all right, Lucas, hit us with your number four. Um, so I don't think any of you are gonna get this one. My number four is the not the final boss, but the main villain of Super Paper Mario, Count Black. Um, yes. Super Paper Mario? Well, see, now there's a spoiler for me. I didn't know he wasn't the final boss. You've uh, Come on, man. 
Um, Super Paper Mario is the game with the story that has been the most influential in my game that I'm working on story because it like really touched me like in a deep way when I was a kid, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. so he's been like really influential to me as not only like a villain, but also like a model for villains to model after. He's a really tragic villain. He's got a really tragic backstory. I, I like him a lot. I think he's really interesting. Um, I'm trying to remember if you ever actually fight him or not. I want to say you do, but... There, there's one fight that I remember, because yeah, I watched my wife play that game on the Wii. The Dementio and um, Mr. L boss fight like just kind of takes center stage, and you forget all about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, one of the things I really liked about him was he's one of like the only Mario villains that I've ever seen that actually has like a following of minions that like are devoted to him. Like, um, he's got the Irish guy who, like, he apparently, like, saved his life and he feels, like, indebted to him. He's got the secretary who's, like, got the hots for him, so she follows him (sighs) around. The little girl, Mimi, who turns into, like, a giant spider who, like, idolizes him as a hero. Like, his his cronies love him. Um, his, His backstory is really nice. Just, like, everything about him is really cool. I like him a lot. I'm really happy he was, uh... A villain in a game that otherwise was kind of like the beginning of the end for one of my favorite series. Um, the plot really went a long way to make that game kind of, you know, still yeah. one of the good ones in my opinion. So, yeah, I have a confession. The only Paper Mario game I have ever beaten was the original on N64. I started, I got really far in Thousand Year Door, never finished it, and I got maybe a third of the way through Super Paper Mario. Um, and I've loved all of them. I just haven't had the patience to go back to them. And Super Paper Mario, like, I didn't, like, I get the complaint that, oh, it's not a turn-based RPG like the other ones, but I liked what they did it with was it. Like, I liked good it. for what it was. Yeah, it would have been... And I liked the 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 perspective flipping... Yeah, it was, it was very thing. interesting. And it, it had a very, in my opinion, a very well-done plot. Um, way off the beaten path. Could have been an indie game that just somebody came up with and, you know, just as good. It didn't have to be a Mario game. But, like, I, I would argue that it is, like, the last good Paper Mario. Some people would probably argue it's the first bad Paper Mario, but eh, there was a lot there for me. I really liked it. So, Count Black, number four. All right. Um... I think I've decided who I'm going to eliminate from my list, and Lucas won't be happy with it. But um, it'll probably be it'll probably be on his list, so so we'll get to talk about it anyway. But uh, when uh, Steve started talking about non Nintendo villains who also appeared on Nintendo systems eventually, I immediately thought of Liquid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. The original and the GameCube remake, the Twin Snakes. Um, again, this this goes back to memory because, like, I playing the original Metal Gear Solid on the original PlayStation and going like, oh my god, this is like playing a movie. <laughs> I mean, little did I know that it was basically it was... like watching a really <laughs> super long, poorly edited movie and playing game in between, but it's still, like, it's still one of my favorites. It's campy as hell, but, and, and Liquid Snake is campy as hell, but he was... Much like just, Resident Evil. Right, but he was such a well... He was just such a well-done villain in that 
in that style. You know, from everything from the faux British accent to the I'm going to destroy the world sort of thing. But And the way, again, spoiler territory, the way he manipulates you into basically doing his bidding for you. Um, and just, like, the realization at the end of the game that you, you know, at the end of the credits to find out, you know, that he wasn't what you thought he was the whole time and just yeah liquid snake one of my favorite villains of all time and since he did appear on a nintendo system he is still eligible for this list so mm -hmm. this list with the arbitrary rules that we just made up <laughs> <laughs> on my, my, my list isn't even in any particular order i forgot to mention that at the beginning of this because my my order of favorites changes from moment to moment you ask mm -hmm. me to list my all-time favorite anything and it's going to change tomorrow yep. but the same things will be on the list they just might not be in the same order so screw numbers these are these are my favorites for now <laughs> <laughs> fair enough all right so are we back to me Back to we you, are back number to three. Finally back to you. Holy crap. Uh, number <laughs> three should come as no surprise to anybody who knows me. Wait, uh, wait, 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 <clears throat> Is it the Ender Dragon? Oh. I actually considered putting that on my list, but there's not a lot to the Ender Dragon. Is it? As far as villains go. Is it, um. Or as far as polygons go. Is it go. Death Knight? What is his name? Specter Knight. It is. Yes! Spectre Knight is my number three. Round two, boys. Um, I, I want to read you his description from shovelknight.wikia.com, which is evidently a thing. Um, wait, 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 wait. Of course <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Of course there is a wiki for Shovel Knight. <clears throat> uh -huh. And now, a reading from shovelknight.wikia.com. <laughs> oh, God. Formerly a thief and adventurer named Donovan, Spectre Knight is one of the eight knights of the Order of No Quarter who serves the Enchantress and keeps watch over his lair, the Leech Yard. Is that how you say that? Lich? Lich? Lich. I don't know. Lich. Lich? Okay, well. I watched Adventure Time. En English is not my forte. Um, he also serves as the protagonist of the Spectre of Torment campaign, the official prequel to Shovel of Hope, which is the main Shovel Knight campaign. That story, the way they did wait, his wait, wait, campaign... Wait, 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 we forgot at the end of the reading. Thanks be to Yacht. Oh, yes, thanks be to Yacht. Um, I will say that, too, because we get the we get King of Cards this year. I'm so excited. Um, but, yeah, the, the, way Amiibo, they did, damn it. the way they did his campaign to where you spend half of it playing as Spectre Knight, and then you spend the other half of it playing as Donovan when he was in his human form and you get to see exactly how he became Spectre Knight and why he's doing what he's doing that campaign was just so good like up until then I didn't really have like a favorite villain in the Shovel Knight series um, before that I would have to say Plague Knight because the Explodatorium theme is amazing but that just is playing... my favorite theme in that game oh, yeah <laughs> Just playing the Spectre Knight campaign, though, and the remixes they did for that campaign of the original music really just solidified him as probably my favorite character in uh, the Shovel Knight game. Although, I have to give an honorable mention to the Enchantress, because she is one twisted piece of Pika! Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you picked a more or less random henchman as opposed to the main yeah. villain of that game. But, um... 
<laughs> and I, I'm surprised you didn't go with Black Knight because I feel like I haven't played. I've played a little bit of Plague Knight, and I haven't played mm-hmm. any of Specter Knight, so that would be why I don't know as well, much about them. But fair, in the Black main Shovel Knight, vanilla. I mean, that's what well, I was going mean, to say. The, He's a very two dimensional character. No pun intended. Well, in the main Shovel Knight game, though, he's the only one that really is has a story right. arc. Right. So, well, so. and then once they start to flesh out these other characters, I mean, Donovan was trying to save his friend, and the only way he could do that was by recruiting all these other knights and powering up that amulet, and he didn't real Well, I'm not going to spoil that, because that's a newer game. But I, I the will, ending of I that game is just, holy crap. See, Am I wrong, Lucas? Oh, no, it was really good. But see, it's funny to me because you, you, you hyped me all up for this when I got really into Shovel Knight, too. And as we've talked about, I much more enjoyed Plague Knight. Everything about Plague mm-hmm. Knight, it, it stuck to me like uh, uh, Spectre Knight stuck to you. So, like, right. for me, if I was picking a Shovel Knight villain, it would be Plague Knight easily. I just, well, yeah, like, with like Plague Knight, you've got the love story with Plague Knight and Mona. His narrative and... was just so good. Oh, like, yeah. That, to me, that was, like, the perfect plot. But that's what's interesting about the games. It's like you can play them, and, you know, maybe you like Shovel Knight the most. Maybe it's Plague Knight. Maybe it's Spectre. But, you know, there's Maybe you skip the story God, altogether like so many people Yeah, and just do. play it as an arcade game. God, yes, Eugene, you've never those. played a Shovel Knight game. Is that what you're going to tell us? <laughs> no, I love Shovel Knight. I just okay. don't okay. care about the story. I Dude, just played it to beat it. You I, me. I really, I really, like, one of the reasons I haven't played Plague Knight is I'm so torn as to which system to play them on, because I do love those pixels on my big screen TV, but I can't, I love, no. I love the yeah. 3D parallax on the on the. I 3DS, have to play so. that game on the I'm 3DS, just letting you guys especially know. now that I... No, oh, go ahead. It's a lot better with an 8 bit do controller. Bust out a Super Nintendo yeah. or an NES yeah, controller but... and play some Shovel Knight. It's really yeah, the, cool. Yeah, the 3D, as beautifully as it was done, does not compare to playing it on an 8 bit do. Yeah, but like the 3D. Yeah. <laughs> 3D. You know what I was thinking? A slight, slight tangent here, but you know what I was thinking when I was playing uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Super hyper you turbo ultra, you wish it ultra was, edition. <laughs> you wish it was three D. Um, what? Well, that too. No, um, I was, I was trying to find a good, you know, controller with a good D pad to play on, and then I remembered I have one of those Hori, uh, Game Boy Player controllers that's shaped. It's a GameCube controller that's shaped like a Super NES controller, and I have that eight bit do wireless adapter. That's what I'm going to play that game with. That and and the other game that I was playing this week that I will talk about later. Nice. So yeah, number three, Spectre Knight. Donovan, whatever we're going to call him today. <laughs> nice. All right, well then I guess that means I'm up. Um, so my number three, and I really don't know if this was on a on a Nintendo console. I know that um, one of the games is on the Nintendo 64. Don't know if she was in it, but my number three is Sarah Kerrigan. I'll give you guys a free Nintendo's point if you know what game that's from. The name sounds moderately familiar, but I don't think I, I know. Didn't it. I see this? Isn't it a sticker from uh, Smash Brothers? Hmm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Sarah uh, Kerrigan, better alive from StarCraft, ah. is um. Phantom got it. Yeah, there you go. Phantom. Phantom <laughs> knows. Phantom's my boy. Yeah, so also the known as the Queen of Blades, but she's amazing. So she actually starts off as, um, and th- this is why I like her so much. She starts off as a, an ally, actually. You and um, you and Jim Rayner, I guess, is one of the other um, 
main characters of the game. But anyways, you guys are tasked to go into, like, you know, kill the bad guys and all the things. And one of the times kill you go the to wild, kill the bad guys, kill the um, it goes bad. <laughs> and um, Sarah gets left behind. And um, she's actually kind of betrayed by the commanding officer. But anyways, that's beside the point. She gets left behind. <laughs> and um, she gets overtaken by these creatures God, called the... spoilery tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally from the first game. It's from 1998, y'all. So, like, come on. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, she gets overtaken by the Zerg and presumed dead, you know, but she actually ends up, um, being infested by the Zerg and transformed into like a human Zerg hybrid, I guess. And, um, she actually takes over what's called the Overmind and she becomes like the main bad guy of the game. And she's... Just pause real quick and ask, you are the one that likes Star Trek, right? I, I, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. that makes a lot of sense because this is basically just the plot of like a Star Trek episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Star. Come on, Blizzard. That's what Blizzard does. That's literally their what their whole thing. But anyways, yeah. They they Sarah Kerrigan's so good. It's great because you have to end up you know fighting against her and then fighting against her again in Starcraft Two. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's uh, Sarah Kerrigan. She's great, Queen of Blades. Sorry, Winnie. Also, Queen of the Zerg, the according to the chat. Yeah. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but it sounded good. Dun chat dun, knows. dun dun dun. Oh, did you guys hear that? Dun 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 It's Ridley. Yes. The only shock here should be that Ridley made number three on my list of best villains. Guys. No, I think I think I know who your number two is at least. No, you don't. I really don't think no? you do. No, um, I really like Ridley. You all know I really like Ridley. I don't have to talk about how I really like Ridley. He's a freaking dragon that's also a pirate. He can talk in the manga. He kills Samus's parents and eats them. He's freaking amazing. He dies like twenty times in the game. He dies in Super Metroid. He comes back to life in Other M. He dies again. They clone him. They turn him into something else. He becomes Mecha Ridley. Then the X-Parasites take over the clone's body, and he becomes like an X-Parasite Ridley. He's like the huge cosmic joke of Metroid, and yet simultaneously, he's like Samus's biggest foe. And I love him so much. And now he's in Smash, and I can play as him anytime I want, and it makes me really happy. And that's, like, all I've got to say about it. My favorite thing about Ridley is that story that you told me from the manga where he's like, I ate the flesh of your mom to stay alive. Look at my arm. This may be her. Pay homage to your mother, girl. Like, yeah, no, he's amazing. I love him so much. Um, He's just, he's he's awesome. I don't know what else to say. We've had this conversation, like, 40 times. I really like Ridley. That's all I got. So say I don't have anything else. I told my story. I'm good. Well, um, since Lucas went with Ridley, I'm gonna have to go with with uh, my next one. S A X. Be it S A X. Mother brain. Oh, those are two good ones as well, and they were in the running. <laughs> but I went with Craid. Ooh. And, oh, okay. And and Ridley's right hand man. Part part of part of this is because I was trying to get characters that were a little less common and part of it is because 
again, the memories of the original Metroid, Kraid was the first mini-boss. Kraid was the only mini-boss I was ever able to get to without cheating. And I just always thought Kraid was cooler with the spikes shooting out of him everywhere. I think I wasn't a huge fan of his redesign for Super Metroid. Oh, see, I was just going to say, I thought he was stupid in the original, but I loved him in Super. Well, I, I don't know, like... Is he the big green guy? Yeah, who shoots missiles yeah, out the, of his face. Yeah, body. he's the big one with the spikes, and you can. I but he's only big that, in but... Super Metroid, and the original he's like, right. you know, they're all tiny. Ridley. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, like, he's like Ridley yeah. size in yeah. Super or in regular Metroid. Yeah, like I, I, I guess I just feel like, for considering Mother Brain and Ridley have both come back in some form or another repeatedly throughout the series, I feel like Kraid has kind of gotten caught in the shaft because he's only really come back in Super Metroid which was sort of kind of a rehash of the original Metroid and Zero Mission was just, which was a straight which up which was a straight up hash of the original <laughs> you know? so like you know where's where's the love for for Kraid so Kraid is, is number three on my list nice awesome all right. Also, speaking of strange uh, uh, time signatures, Ridley's theme is in five four. Good lord! How do you know this stuff? I've studied music like my whole life. Also, so. he watched a YouTube video. He said it like an hour ago. Well, yeah, that, that too. <laughs> but still, like but I couldn't five, remember four, everybody's five, four times. A... Five four 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 three one. I don't know. Oh my know. god! When they talked about the, the uh, time signature for the Ganondorf battle in Ocarina of Time, I couldn't believe. Like, no wonder I was never able to count it. Well, I'm going to take that segue because speaking of the Legend of Zelda, my number two villain goes to Demise from Skyward Sword. Oh, I'm glad you picked that, because I wanted to pick him, but I so, didn't. Yeah, and I have told this story many times on the podcast, but holy crap, the ending to Skyward Sword is flawless. Mm-hmm. The that fact that final... Demise Demise is the embodiment of all evil, mm-hmm. he can... Let, let's, let's do another reading. <laughs> um, and now, a reading, a reading from Zelda Pikia. Of... Zeldapedia? <laughs> let's is that a see. thing? Uh, Zelda, Zelda, this this Zelda one comes Wiki. to us from Zelda.gamepedia.com. <clears throat> and now a reading oh, Jesus, from Zelda.gamepedia.com. Book Demi- four verses nine through twenty. Oh God, <laughs> I know, right? Demise. This eternal beating being has conquered time itself. It is the source of all monsters. Need we say more? Also, he's like he- Ganondorf's daddy, and I love that. Like, and right at the end. He's, he's the spirit of evil and the reason and Ganondorf and exists and the reason and he looks the way he does. Right at the end when he's dying. And Eugene just um, muted me. <laughs> he's like, oh, by the way, I'm cursing you and you're going to come back and he's going to kill yep. you over and over and over again. And I'm like, amazing. Yep. I love this. And the princess is going to cut. The, the goddess is going to come back and, you know, she's going to keep getting kidnapped and destroyed and punished and all this stuff, too. I, I have to say something about um, I, I don't like the man anymore. I used to like him back before he 
revealed that he was a giant ass. But uh, back <laughs> when I used to watch John Tron, he had this thing called like the Gruntilda effect when it came to villains. And I really respect and appreciate that mindset that if you build a villain up slowly over time and you give people a chance to like little drips and drabs of a villain, by the time you get to that final fight, it feels really good. So like mention a villain often, keep a villain going. What they did good with Demise was you fight him three times before the final fight. You just don't know See, you're fighting him because he's the imprisoned. I, I never made the connection until recently that, that Demise was the, was imprisoned. the imprisoned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Switch, I guess, lends some legitimacy to the imprisoned battles, but some you know, legitimacy. Still it's still really um, long. But well, I'm, um, I, but um, see, that was always my issue with Twilight Princess. Is, you know, yeah. you spend the whole game, you know, focusing on Zant, and then suddenly, oh, there's Ganondorf. Like last you last hour, here, Ganondorf is, is revealed to be the. Yeah, I know it was. And, it was and, the, and, the, and the, it's the one of the most epic battles in 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 Zelda history. But I'm like, okay, well, I had no idea he was here. Why am I? You know, why is this the big epic moment? You yeah. know. Well, and that was the same issue I had with Sia from uh, Hyrule Warriors. Is yeah, she's nothing? She's nothing more, more than Ganon's puppet. Because uh, I mean, she's kind of doing this, you know, same type of thing. But I kind of that... forgot about all that because Sia, Sia made an impression on yeah. me. Like I remembered Sia, and I was going to say, "Well, Sia was present the whole time, and she was kind of cool and original and yeah. very." Koei Tecmo. <laughs> Who yeah. are we talking about Very. again when we started this? So, but Demise. <laughs> demise. But Demise. Dude, that final boss battle. Yeah. So you go through the whole yeah. game, raising, that, that the, raising the sword up to the sky and charging it up. That final time you raise it up before you kill him and lightning When all of a sudden you sword. realize, oh god, I can conduct lightning with my... Yeah, no. Yeah. That and that's the final totally blow. legitimized the motion controls in that yeah. game. Like, I was, I was out of my chair actually... Like, yeah, when like, I was playing that, like I was, I think I broke a sweat. <laughs> there are moments in the Zelda series that made an impression on me, mm-hmm. like the first time I beat Link's Awakening, the ending of uh, A Link Between Worlds, the ending of Twilight Princess. But mm-hmm. nothing in the Zelda universe has made an impression on me like that final boss battle with Demise. It's really good, dude. Very good nice. choice. I'm glad you did that because I would have loved to have talked so, about that. But you know. yeah, I I wanted to go with Sia. I thought about going with Vadi. There were there. Zelda has a lot of good villains. Yeah. But in the end, it had to be Demise. I mean, my only issue with Demise is it was such a shoehorned way to say, yeah, we realize we've retold the same story a hundred times in this series. Look, we're just going to say, oh, it was destined from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, it's a small gripe for, you know... Cliche or not, See, it works. I just don't yeah. have any problem with predestiny with, like, a Zelda game, because that's, like, the whole game is myths and gods and destiny. Like, mm-hmm. if, if it was anything else, I could see it. But, like, you're destined to be the hero from, like, birth every time you play the game. It just, it works for me. Destiny is such a big part of the Zelda universe that it, it just kind of makes sense. Right. I don't know. I still kind of think of them all as their own separate experiences from each other, but... Anyway, Eugene, what's your number two? Well, I'm glad you asked, Justin. Uh, my number two is also a villain from the Zelda universe, um, but I went well, a different. I guess route. I know what my number two is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went a different route, though. Um, I didn't go Vadi. I didn't go Demise. I actually went with the Skull Kid. 
Um, and Ooh. I like the Skull Kid because he's almost an unwilling villain, right? Because Another tragic he, villain, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. So uh, it, it just really... I mean, um, really, if you think about it, Majora is the villain of that so much more yeah. than the Skull Kid. Well, he even, he even like says a puppet that's outlived its usefulness is just trash, and he throws him over, right. like, you know. Go on, you Yeah, can. so I, I, I just loved that... Um, Mostly the way that the interaction with the fairies, I forget their names, the fairies and the Skull Kid. Paddle and Tail. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I just weirdly. It it wasn't, I didn't have like a emotional crying experience, you know, but like it really touched me, you know, because like the the fairies cared for their friend, you know, like in the Skull Kid. Yeah. Especially if you do all the side quests, that is probably one of the most powerful like zelda games ever oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, no it's great it's and, it's i think that it's um story-wise probably top-notch out of all the zeldas the games for my money i mean probably close second to skyward sword but um i think i would take um majora's boy, mask over you are that. hitting all the right notes with me tonight boy like <laughs> <laughs> do we need to leave you two alone i might <laughs> at this rate and fun fact for all you guys um there are very few me outfits that really work as like a, a fighter in Smash, but the Skull Kid outfit makes a very convincing Skull Kid. So if you yeah, want to make him into a fighter, nearly like, flawless. And you can add the voice acting too. You can add a little voice and make him have that like high pitched shrill voice. So you know, put Skull Kid nice. in the game. <laughs> oh, and Just I use act- any of the Japanese voices in the game. <laughs> so and fun story about Skull Kid. That first time you see him in Majora's Mask and he laughs. Yeah. That is actually my ringtone when I get emails to oh. our tips and Nintendo email. And that creeps people right the hell out when it goes off at work. I bet you it does. So. Awesome. Yep, Skull Kid. All right, take it away, Lucas. You better make it a Zelda character because we, we've got to It isn't, a... but my number one is a Zelda character. So um, <laughs> My number two is kind of close in that the series are kind of similar. Uh, my number two choice is Hades from Kid Icarus Uprising. Nice. Um, in much the same vein as Justin's choice for Nightmare. And um, full disclosure, Kid Icarus Uprising spoilers for all of you you know, needy fans out there who've been wanting to play this game from 2013 and just never got around to it. Um, you, you play through <laughs> to be Kid- fair, I haven't played much of any Kid Icarus game, even though I own all three of them. So, <laughs> so you get through Kid Icarus Uprising, or you think you get through it, and it's a pretty short game. It's only like a couple of hours long, but you figure, okay, well, you know, who knows? It is kind of a weird series. It hasn't really had a game in a long time. Um, you fought all the old bosses from the NES game, and you have your final fight against Medusa, who was the final boss in um, the NES game as well. And the credits start rolling, and everything's good, and they're all celebrating. And then all of a sudden, a giant claw rips the credits away, and Hades shows up. And he tells you, oh, no, this has only just begun. I've been the mastermind behind this whole thing and your last game, and I'm here to ruin your lives and destroy the world of light. Okay, now I'm going to I'm going to debate something here because we just went through this whole this whole conversation about how villains who come out of nowhere at the end have absolutely no impact, and then you're listen though, listen. 
because it really isn't the end of the game. It's the third point of the game, and they made you think it was the ending. You see, after that third, everything steps up to high gear. You meet Veridi, so who's a new yeah. You meet Veridi, who's a new character. You have another interaction with Magnus, who you met very early in. Um, you start having a war with Veridi because she's trying to destroy humans because she feels like nature and blah You're blah blah. You're reminding blah. me actually how good that story it was. A was. Good it was story. like it's a very really it's a very good. cheesy yeah. campy game, yeah. but it it knows that it's cheesy and it tries to be cheesy and it does a really good job of being both a serious game and a really campy game at the same time. So you go through this... Go on. I think those are the stories that 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 work the best as well. Yeah. Where you have really good deep lore, but then you also have characters who have complete disregard for it, yeah. which is why the Marvel movies work so well because yeah. it's the same sort of thing. It's the the pathos of of the whole thing. So so you mm-hmm. go through everything with with Bezos. this game I can't and remember what that term is hang on <laughs> you go through all of these different things in this game you're experiencing all this different stuff you team up with Hades at one point he eats you at one point but he's he's this comic villain who like makes fun of things and has no regard for life or you know anything like that but he seems like this really kind of like cheery almost like likable villain but the farther you go in the more like demonic he gets and twisted he gets and that final fight is just so, ugh, it's really good. Hades is a fantastic boss. Um, he is my go-to spirit in Smash Bros. He's just really useful. I, I love him. I, I really wish he would make it into Smash Bros. Um, I think he would make a great substitute for, like, Ganondorf was a Captain Falcon clone up until this game right. where he kind of got his own movesets. I think Hades would be a great replacement for that old Ganondorf. Um, he was, he, 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 just everything about him feels like a good fit. So I would love to see him make the cut at some point. I know Kid Icarus doesn't really deserve any more love. It's already got like three characters for a game that's really had like one game with characters. Two and a half. But yeah, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I you I can love him. definitely say that the Kid Icarus has as many characters as he's had games in Smash Brothers. I think yeah. that's an unfair percentage. <laughs> it's just, it's well, real. I'm, he's really good. I love him a lot. I think he makes for an excellent boss. The voice actor, the English voice actor at least incredibly talented he plays the role like really well he has almost like that james level of like oh pity pat like you know that right thing. Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's good i love him man so hades number two spot awesome. and i'm still picturing the character from disney's hercules so you know <laughs> um Although probably not as despicable as James Woods. Um, so, all right, since uh, since Lucas did not follow the pattern and go with a Zelda character, I also will <laughs> save my Zelda villain for last. That's good, because I was hoping and we a, wouldn't have the same one and my number one would be ruined. I, I don't think we do, because I think I know who you chose, and it was a villain who was on my list and got deleted good. in favor, in favor of... Uh, where the hell was it going with this? Oh, okay. Doesn't really so, matter. What's your number two? My number two. Again, going with the strange and unusual wart. Hmm. Or Mama. Oh, from, yeah. From, okay, uh, nice. I like that one. Super Mario Brothers 2 or Doki Doki Panic, depending on how you want to how you wanna look at it. Um, a very uh, um, underutilized character. Um, I mean, I know he was... He wasn't really built up much in Super Mario Brothers Two. In Doki Doki Panic, you get a glimpse of him in the in the intro cutscene, but um, 
just a great boss battle. Um, challenging, but also like not cheap. And a great character design. That was really when Nintendo was starting to learn the graphical capabilities of the NES and could take these chunky, blocky pixels and turn them into something genuinely like cartoony and almost hand-drawn looking. And Wart was, you know, a pretty big sprite for the time. Yeah. And I don't know, just like, I realize he's one of those characters who just kind of comes up out of nowhere and you fight him and he's gone and he's never been... I think the, one of the big things for me is I keep hoping, you know, they've brought back... Bombs. They've brought back Birdo. They've brought back the Ninji. Yeah. They yeah. have not brought. They brought back so many different shy guys. Shy guys are like the primary enemy in the Yoshi games. They have not brought back Wart. So I know it's not because they can't use the Super Mario Brothers two characters. And Wart appeared in Link's Awakening in his original form with his original name Mamu. In and. You know, so they can use him in that. Why hasn't he been back? In Wait, Mario? which guy is he in Link's Awakening? Mamu, Mam- Mamu, the singing frog. No, Pika. I never yep. picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, like his wow. name in Holy Japan is Mamu. Holy crap! And they just didn't change his name for whatever reason when they localized it. So, <laughs> <laughs> it just blew Steve's well, mind. Wow. <laughs> We're all learning something tonight, but yeah, Wart has never come back. Um, an- another kind of tangential enemy that almost made this list was Tatanga, the main villain from Super Mario Land. Uh, Mm. Also because he has... Well, okay. Tatanga came back as a sub-boss in Mario Land 2. But he wasn't really as memorable. I mean, he was basically just a... Mm -hmm. um, You know, what do you call it? Like a a side-scrolling shoot-em-up villain. (laughs) But... uh, yeah, Wart needs to come back in something. Give us a give us a subcon kingdom or something in Mario Odyssey, and let us fight a three D rendered Wart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that answer a lot. All right, well, Steve, I think we're on to your number one, huh? So, for those of you that are watching the live stream, you notice I started bobbing my head about halfway through this. <laughs> That's because I turned on the theme song for my uh, number one. Um, to no surprise to anyone, it's King K. Rool. Um, <laughs> Which theme song? Um, the remix from Smash Brothers that was his theme in his trailer, as a matter of fact. Mm, that's Although, a good that? song Crocodile too. Cacophony, the Smash remix, gets a very honorable mention because that one is really good too. Um, King K. Rool is one of the first platformer bosses that I can remember getting to the final boss and actually beating on my own without any help from anyone. (laughs) And his theme song is the reason that my phone is loaded up with video game music today. Um, So yeah. That soundtrack is, that was the first video game soundtrack I ever bought and remains one of my all-time favorites. Donkey Kong Country? Yeah. So back in the days of LimeWire, for those of you older oh, listeners, more. More. that is how I originally oh, obtained this yourself, soundtrack, Steve. was I from have... LimeWire. And I then Kazaa. I got the ROM, and then I ripped it myself. I remember Kazaa, too. That was another one I used. I bought DK Jams on CD from Nintendo Power. That is how, <laughs> that is how much I... I love that soundtrack, and how old I am, because 
Napster didn't even exist yet then. <laughs> I bought DK Jams on CD from eBay because I didn't have a Nintendo Power subscription. And I had a college email address, so I didn't have to have a credit card on file. Hey, King nice. K. Rule. So yeah, King K. Rule. All-time favorite villain right there. And nice. from my was, favorite game franchise, too. I was so happy that he was when he was announced for... Smash Brothers as well because he was he was one of the ones that I've been wanting ever since it, they started it just expanding felt that like game. An, it felt like an empty spot right it felt like he always I, deserved a spot well, here. especially when I didn't know I wanted Diddy. him until he was there wow, and I'm like really? holy crap well no like I like they had Diddy Kong and they had so many Donkey Kong Country themed things in Smash Brothers so I knew it couldn't have been like a legal issue so I'm like why isn't he here yeah. Actually, okay. it may have been a legal issue because they just got the rights for those ROMs again when they were re-released on 3DS. Hmm. So it may have actually been a legal issue. Yes, that's true. I guess that is the reason they, that ha- they had to pull the in. ROMs from the Wii eShop, and then they were reissued on 3DS and Wii U. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and then the as I was just saying, like the Kremlings were not the villains in either of the Nintendo-made games, so. Anywho, the Retro yep, Studios no, made games, I should say. <laughs> so yeah, number one, King K. Rule. No surprise there. No surprise and good choice. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, I'm going to go up next, and I don't care about no rules because this person I don't think is on Nintendo. <laughs> but regardless, um, my favorite villain anyways. So drumroll please this one is glados oh i was hoping um, you were gonna say that oh yeah mm-hmm. oh, wait, 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 wait. glados appears in bridge constructor Portal oh yep yeah <laughs> all right i got my in i've got my oh, in right so before uh, you go before you get started Lego dimensions for wii u before you get started here eugene did you play portal 2 yes okay oh, good God. because you don't know glados if you ain't played portal 2 yeah, that's no, that, that's saying. I think th- that's my memory of Glados actually. <laughs> Glados and the character who plays the Stephen Merchant character, I forget his name. Um, uh-huh. uh, Wheatley. Wheatley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no. Oh man, I, I love Glados because she is, and especially in Portal Two. Come on, Potato Glados, get me, give me some. <laughs> yeah, that was no, one it's... of the best twists ever in gaming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, I, I love GLaDOS. She teases you the whole way through. Um, she's so sassy. I, I, if she was human, I would date her. Oh, I love this. I love GLaDOS it's so the much. Grunt-tilda I think we're effect, learning man. a lot more about Eugene than we are about <laughs> GLaDOS. Here. It's the Gruntilda effect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no. Um, if you guys haven't played um, Portal or Portal Two, I know they're on uh, not on Nintendo systems, but hey, actually, why aren't they on the Switch? Let's yeah. get that, make that a thing. I Do would, we have I any would Valve them. games on the Switch yet? Bridge I mean, there's rumors Portal. we might get Overwatch, but um, <laughs> right. yeah, uh, I especially loved how sardonic she became when she lost her, you know, body yeah. as it were. <laughs> like, like she's just. She's just so, she just turns into Daria. It's just so, it's like, <laughs> like there's like this scene where like Wheatley's insulting you and he's like, "Oh, you're so fat." And she's like, "Look at her. She's not even that fat." And then she like whispers, "You are kind of chubby though." Like she's just, she's so perfect. 
we, we all right get again getting off a slight tangent here but if if i had to add one of them i think wheatley would top glados because really i didn't think you could top glados but wheatley is one of my favorite video game characters ever just because he's so he's so incompetent but you don't realize yeah. how incompetent he is until it's basically you learn that's what he is, is he <laughs> was designed to be incompetent <laughs> I love and it. then you start yeah. going through the factory after he's taken it over and he's completely run it into the ground if Trump were an AI <laughs> there's your episode title Eugene oh god <laughs> there that's my political commentary for the year I'll shut up now <laughs> All right, well, Lucas, I guess I'll, save me. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll take over. Um, mine is much more traditional, so get ready to be bored. But um, my number one pick is absolutely, without a doubt, Ganondorf. You disappoint me. Um, <laughs> That's not the Zelda villain I thought you was going to pick, no. sir. There's a lot all right, of all right, really all right, good... Steve, Steve, on the count of three. One, two, three. Girahim. Girahim. Yeah. Girahim is amazing. But he's no Ganondorf, man. Okay. Um, and Let's specifically, specifically, Ganondorf from his Ocarina of Time yep. debut. Like, like I forgot he's, about that. He's 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 good in Twilight Princess. He's good in Wind Waker. He's an older, sadder Ganondorf in each. He's more <laughs> malicious. But the Ganondorf in Ocarina of Time, man, he is just. <clears throat> and first of all, let me say I'm really happy he's back in Smash. Um, yeah. There's just so much that Ocarina of Time does right with him. I love that you meet him as a child. He's planning on, like, sabotaging the king. You spy on him through the window, and he has no idea who you are. Then right. you get frozen in time. He follows you in and seals your fate. And you come back, and it's one of the only examples I can think of in a game where everything that you're seeing from, like, the, the third point in the game is a result of his influence. He's won. It's a video game villain who actually won, and he's taken over the world, and the world is evil and corrupt, and he's driven people out of town, and all these monsters are roaming the plains. It's just, oh, it's really well done. Um, it's it's aged, you know, obviously as well as you can expect, but just well, going the, back and the 3DS it, port helps with the aging. The 3DS though. port helps a lot. Yeah, I'm really hoping we, we I didn't used to wish for this, but now I really hope that we get an HD port of the 3DS. Yeah, mm. I, I yeah. totally agree. Because I'm actually I'm playing um, Ocarina of Time right now, and man, the painted backgrounds really show their age. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think I told you um, this oh, yeah, every every when Christmas you time. The resolution I, of everything else. <laughs> I, I think I told you this. About every Christmas time, I play that game again, and I ended up playing the 3DS version this time. And yeah, so you're pretty. not wrong. Like it's, it's so oh, pretty, it's so the, beautiful. The, 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 the 3DS, 3DS version, version is what you remember. Yeah. Right. I was going to yeah, say the 3DS exactly. version is a great example of a remake that looks exactly the way you remember it and better than it actually looked. And and you know um, what? Uh, the the a good. A good thing for that on that for me is that after I play Ocarina of Time, I always have to play Master Quest. So that it was interesting yeah. for me to boot up Master Quest because it is the old graphics, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. It's story story wise, um, Lucas, you actually hit on one of the reasons why I still think Twilight Princess story wise pales in comparison to Ocarina of Time, um, because. Twilight Princess starts out with everything being drab mm -hmm. and dreary and miserable. And so you, Ocarina of Time had a perfect 
like story structure in that yep. you learned to love the world and appreciate mm-hmm. the world and get to know the characters and yeah. and familiarize with everything before it goes to complete. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you awaken from the temple of time and everything's completely destroyed, you have that like sinking feeling in your stomach. Oh my god, because everything you've, you've I knew been is to gone. these you've been to these places, you've met these people and everyone's life is worse because you failed. So now it's time yeah. for you to make things right and go out. Yeah, it's just it's. I don't even get so that feeling. Good. It's just the tragedy of yeah. the whole thing. Like, like it's hard to feel the tragedy in Twilight Princess because you never knew what things were like. Right. Honestly, the, I even I even have Same a problem with, with that. Of the Wild. I was just gonna say Breath of the Wild yeah. because it mm-hmm. tells yeah. you that you failed and it tells you that Ganondorf took over, but you didn't and see you the world see. before it. You know, you just yeah, have you those can memories. infer what so, happened. Think, like yeah. there's that one field with all the you know guardians. I think what works. I think what works more in breath of the wild's favor and i know we're we're getting way off topic here but yeah because i still have stuff um, to say fact, so do your thing and then yeah, we'll get back to it yeah <laughs> the, the fact that you come across ruins of things and it kind of stimulate stimulates your imagination to think what was this place at one point like you see a house that's just a pile of rubble and it's like somebody lived here at one point yeah. this might have been a house i would have visited in another game you know yeah. anyway um, so I just wanted to make like one last point, Ganondorf wise, other than design, which come on, he looks so good yeah. in that game. Um, that hair, but, right? And and one of the things, okay, I have multiple things to say. I'm sorry. One of the things that I love about him in that game versus his like future games is again in Wind Waker, it's like oh, I I coveted the wind because I grew up in the desert. In Twilight Princess, it's like ah, I got sealed away. So I'm you know, in that one, he just comes up to you and he's like, hey kid, I'm gonna kick your. F- <laughs> He's, yeah. just, he's so like just nonchalant. Just he's a bad guy. He's never lost, and he honestly believes he can become like the dark king of death. And the thing he's that evil for he's evil for the sake of being. He's evil, evil for the, yeah. He's just he's evil yeah. by default. Like he's born into it, and he knows it's his like right. He's never lost a battle, so he's here to just take what's his. But like the 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 cruel joke of the game that like has never been done as well in my opinion with the Triforce playing a central theme is that Link and Zelda have these two pieces of the Triforce which are basically given to you by the gods to determine you are a hero chosen to like you know bring about a holy and the last piece of the Triforce is given to Ganondorf so the villain has the other piece the villain also has like divine justice on his side there's something so like uniquely cool about that it's like the gods aren't just cheering for you they're saying out of the three of you one of you is going to be okay like that's that's really cool i really like that a lot so that's that's why ganondorf is neither can die while the, the other lives the best thing ever <laughs> it's it's amazing to that moment like the first time you play it because nowadays you know yeah triforce of you know power is ganondorf but that first time you see it when he holds up his hand and he's got the triforce it's like oh god we don't have this yep. as under control as we thought we did yeah. <laughs> it's really cool there's something to that be said cool about that moment. too, because like you, and that was the first game the that did games. that too. So, yeah, right? yeah I was now say we're all used to it. But yeah, that was the first time you're yeah, like, oh my god, it, he isn't after the Triforce. He is part the of it. Like, yeah, he yeah. was chosen by the gods, just like you. Like, they don't care who wins. They just gave everybody power and said, "Have fun with it." So, right. <laughs> well, and, and you guys are lucky because I didn't get that experience with that game. Yeah, because that wasn't the first 3D Zelda mm. I had played, and I had already seen him with the Triforce in uh, other games. Yeah, so you know, 
it's kind of I, I didn't get that moment where he holds up his hand and you're like oh crap it's kind of right. like if you would play for me like, it was like oh yeah he's got the triforce it, just it, like it, in the other two games it's kind of like if you had played smash bros before you played ocarina of time and you're like oh sure. Sheik is zelda big surprise like <laughs> yeah. yeah right yeah <laughs> I, I, another reason why i'm glad i mean it's damage is done by now but i'm glad that they changed zelda for ultimate because now they're at least two different characters yeah yeah um so um i'm disappointed that you didn't go with gear him i'm not at this but at the same time i'm kind of glad you went with ganondorf because my number one is ganon (laughs) not not ganondorf not human ganon no big old piggy boy and not yeah, not the the pig Ganon you fight in Ocarina of Time, or you know, not Dark Beast Ganon from Breath of the Wild. I'm talking Ganon from Zelda One, Zelda Two, Zelda Three. Blue pig. That and and the Oracle games like the the yeah, yeah the Blue Pig Ganon, the Sentient. I thought he was pink. Um, <laughs> no, I love you. Hair. Sorry, Eugene. Spoiler alert: He turns blue. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's, um, and I keep wishing Nintendo would go back to that version of Ganon. Um, and, like, it was, especially the, o- not Ocarina of Time, the, uh, the Link to the Past Ganon fits so perfectly between the original Legend of Zelda and Ocarina of Time. Like, Ocarina of Time shows how this man, you know, basically choked on his own ambitions and turned into this monster and then was sealed away and then of course you find out that a link to the past comes after ocarina of time and look he's still a monster and he's still sealed away in this world and now he's taking it over and you know so they did a good job kind of fitting those two games in together retroactively yeah but like i just find i just find that that character design especially from a link to the past, a link between worlds, sort of. You got, you know, Yuga, yeah, Ganon Yuga there. Ganon, um, and you know the other depictions of Big Blue Pig Ganon. I find that such a fascinating character design because he's humanoid, but he's monster. He looks like a giant moblin, basically, mm-hmm. from that old design of moblins. Yeah. Like, and but he's still as intelligent and ambitious as his human form. Yeah, and you know, in in you know the Zelda games that I grew up with those monsters were a regular part of the world and it wasn't really until Breath of the Wild where the other races kind of had as much prominence as they do now that you got this feeling that the world of Hyrule is not just humans and a few other animals Yeah. and so yeah like Ganon Ganon has always I've always preferred Ganon over Ganondorf because I think the design is more interesting and he's more monstrous, you know? I mean, literally and figuratively. There's also, like, an interesting parallel to kind of a, a, you know, what you think of when you think of Christianity, Satan. I mean, he's this hooved monster that walks around. He's he's boar instead of goat. But I mean, he wasn't even hooved back then. Oh, really? I mean, like, I'm talking I'm talking pre-Ocarina of Time design, like, where he was just basically a giant blue fat pig. He's got the mm-hmm. trident. He's freaking, you know. Yeah. I mean, he just, yeah. to me, he's always felt very satanic. Like, Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I kind of like it, which is why the final battle of Ocarina of Time was actually such a powerful thing for me, is because you, you're like, 
Yeah, like, here's Ganon. Oh, he's not Ganon anymore. He's Ganondorf, and he's human. Oh, that's kind of cool. But oh, guess I what? Him in the castle. <laughs> and then, oh my god, this is the Ganon that yep. I thought I was going to be fighting. And, like, it was just this epic moment. And, I mean, it, he was just a mindless monster as the beast form of Ganon has been ever since that game but still like yeah that's the ganon i know the giant horned pig thing steve did you have your mind blown yeah future show idea or article idea for that matter (laughs) um a comparison between ganon and the devil (laughs) there you go and there you go holy crap sorry (laughs) well actually i have that's twice I have you one could... thing to contribute to that. Go so ahead. we're obviously talking about the Zelda villains a lot tonight. Where does Agamemnon sit among them? The, the Zelda three Ag- villains. Oh, the wizard. Yeah, Agamemnon well, almost made my he's almost just made Ganondorf my list. In disguise. He isn't. He is actually a separate character. Are you sure about that? A- according yeah, to according to official Ganondorf. canon and all the wikis, hmm. Agamemnon was a pawn. Of Ganon. Huh. Interesting. And when he failed to I can look him up the in hero, the encyclopedia. We can do a reading yeah. from that. <laughs> no, a reading from I've got Zelda Hyrule Historia right Hang on. There. Oh, oh, I'm going to get the encyclopedia. It's newer. Oh <laughs> Maybe that'll be a special for listeners yeah, no, who always... aren't on the live, or who are on the live stream, because it's already really late. Right? <laughs> I, I, I used to think that Aghanim was Ganon in disguise as well, but yeah, it's he's a separate <laughs> character. Wow. Nice. Uh, that's art and artifacts. Stop yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the wrong book. Um, by the way, art and artifacts and uh, and the encyclopedia are on my Amazon wish list. If anybody's looking to get me a birthday present, <laughs> there we go. Mm. Oh my god. Um. Anyway. Uh, Eugene. Yeah, Aghanim almost made my list for much the same reason as Ganondorf did make the list, and I thought Girahim was going to make the list because he's kind of the. Interesting. He's like the henchman of Ganon that is more memorable than Ganon because you meet him more. But oh, right, yeah. But I, I loves me some big blue pig Ganon. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that was fun. I thought. Um, if you guys wanted to tell us what your top five villains were, go on Twitter and use the hashtag Infendo Top Five, the number five. Let us know. We're gonna be right back and we're gonna play some Nintendo tunes. If you want to suggest a song for Nintendoons, you can too. Just head on over to patreon.com slash infendoradio and sign up at the $2 tier. And we're back! This is Nintendoons time. It's a fun little game that we like to play over here at Infendo Radio. If this is your first time listening, well, you're in for a treat. Um, this game is very fun, and I've got a list of games from our lovely patrons and what these fine gentlemen are going to do is they're going to try and guess what those games are by listening to the music um we're going to start with our lovely listener slacker monkey he gives us this game and here we go oh man i think this one is going to go quick but eh, we'll see i don't know if you guys have played this one i'm hyped Is this Octopath? It is not Octopath. You're in the right genre, though. Child of Light? No. Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6? No, this is not Final Fantasy. Can we get a second track? You can get a second track. Mm. 
That sounded like the world of white thing for a minute. Alright, I'm gonna give you a hint. This, uh, I guess I gave you a, the first hint already that it's a RPG title. Your second hint is that this game appeared on the GameCube. Baton Kados? It is not. Damn. God, I don't know any track. RPGs on the GameCube other than Crystal Chronicles. Um, what is this? Um, I'm sorry? Words. No, I had a question, and <laughs> then I realized that even if you answered the question in a way that benefits me, I still can't give you the exact title of what I'm thinking of. So I'm just going to blurt it out. Is this Go one ahead. of, if not the only, Fire Emblem game? It is not Fire Emblem. Rune okay. Factory? Not Rune Factory. Am I going to kick myself when somebody gets the title of this? It's sounding you less familiar as we go. Can I get a... Do we have any more tracks? I feel like we're I got, I got some. I got some more tracks. I got two like, more tracks. I'll give you some music. more tracks. I'm going to play that fucking music. Here we go. Oh, I know this! I know this! Of course I used you to do. listen to this song all the time. It's okay. I can't give you the name of the game, but it's the game with Lloyd, who has the two swords and the red scarf. What's the name of the game, Eugene? I get this. <laughs> so, wow. Tales of Symphonia. <laughs> yeah, I yes. knew you were gonna get I there. Was, I, I knew was, you were gonna get there. The I was probably giving him a oh. half a point just for that. Come <laughs> on, good a, job, Lucas. Okay, Tales of Symphonia was a game I really wanted to play as a kid, but I couldn't get it because I didn't have disposable income. So I listened to this song in lieu of playing the game for like four weeks. Yeah, it's super good. I love this game. It's, you know, if you owned a GameCube and you liked RPGs, you had this game. Awesome. So Lucas with the first point. Of the year. Of the year. Ha! <laughs> You're not wrong. What bang? All right. So our next track is going to come from the lovely schnazzy one. And away we go. NBA Jam? Nope. You would think. Is this Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> it is not. <laughs> I started with this track on purpose as a troll track. <laughs> this is not one this, of the tracks that Schnazzy one um, suggested, but I couldn't is, resist. This isn't Rayman Origins, is it? It is not. All right, I think you've heard about enough that you need to hear about this track. Let's move on to the next. <laughs> da, na, na. I like it. It is a platformer, isn't it? Um, I'm not willing to give you that answer yet. Um, this game appeared on the Nintendo 64. Monopoly? It is not Monopoly. Damn. Rayman 64? It's not Rayman 64. Rayman 3D or there Rayman like, 3. Were like okay, three fine. Rayman. It's a platformer, but it's not Rayman. Okay. Hmm. It really has that Monopoly uh, vibe. Mischief Makers? It is not Mischief Makers. Here's your next track. Conquer? Is it Glover? No Rugrats? And nope. I'm sorry? Rugrats? Not Rugrats. It's not a licensed uh, title. Ah. 
Good call, Lucas. Alright. I, I um, just remember a Rugrats party game, and I was like, your next hint is that this game also had a um, Game Boy Advance version of it. Gex? Oh, no, goddammit, that's what I was gonna say. You said it was not Gex. Advance, not color? Game Boy, I'm sorry, Game Boy Color. Okay, I was gonna say that's. Oh, wait, did you say it was Game Boy Color? It's a N64 game. It's an N64 game. Okay. Um. Your next hint is that this game used the Rumble Pack? Spy versus Spy? That narrows it down. The Rumble Pack is like the only accessory that everybody used. I'm gonna guess Spy versus Spy was not a game on the N64. Uh, no. I don't think it was on the N64, but they did a game of it. Not Spy versus Spy, here's your next track. I've got a hint that's gonna just give it away, but I don't want to give that one yet. <clears throat> All right, how about can we get developer? Ha! No. You have a hint <laughs> that's gonna give it away. Evidently, that Fair that enough. hint's gonna give it away too. Um. Okay. Um. There is, is Ziggy's a... Wrecking Balls a platformer or a racing game? Racing. So okay. the so all right. This game. Um. This is a... T okay, so this game originally... It's a weird game that originally appeared on the Nintendo 64 and was ported to the PlayStation. Under a different name. You're just confusing me here. I feel like I should know this now. <laughs> I feel like you like, should know this, Justin. Like, that, like that's the, piece, the type of piece of trivia my brain would retain. But Does the main character not... wear gloves? <laughs> oh, God. Um, no. The is the character a glove? <laughs> um, the 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 one of the characters is a very good boy. Here's your next track. Sam and Max. Sam and Sam and Max. That was a game, it's not, right? It's not Sam and Max. You know what I'm talking All right. about, though, right? The one with the dog detective and the little rabbit. And yep. The rabbit yes. looks like he's homicidal. That was not an all right, all right. I'm gonna give it away, probably to Justin. Let's be wait, honest. Wait, wait, wait. So, um, wait, 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 wait. Focus on something to say. This Never is the mind. last track, by the way. All right. Yeah. So the yeah, developer of this game was DMA Design. This is crap. <laughs> uh, I know the name of this. The publisher is Take Two Interactive. Think of it. Space Jumper, Space, Space Station, Boss. Silicon Valley, or something. That's that it. That's it. I, oh, Steve, you were there. You gave it to Justin, too. You shouldn't have said anything. I know. I know. No, it was D it was I was DMA trying to snipe gave it. it away. <laughs> it, was, it was DMA that gave it away. Very nice. Space Station, Silicon Valley. The game that was ported over to the PlayStation. 2012, or in 2000 rather, um, was Evo's Space Adventures. Alright, well that was a fun one. Here is your next track. This one comes to you from Phantom. Let's see if I can Final Fantasy, one, two, three, four, five, or six. <laughs> <laughs> no. You should be listening to Phantom in Discord. I think he's been playing this. 
Somebody has, anyways. I know that I've heard of. Why don't I listen to Phantom in Discord? <laughs> to be fair, I just rejoined the Discord like today. No, no, I don't listen to anyone in Discord. Apparently he hasn't been playing it for a while, so I guess okay. I have not listened to Phantom in Discord either. <laughs> <laughs> We're wonderful hosts of our Discord. Somebody's been playing it. L lucky for us, he owns our Discord, so it's all good. Right? Here's our next track. <laughs> Alright, how about some hints here? Um, this game... <laughs> this game appeared on the Switch for a Nintendo console. Which means it's been on everything. This is going to be some game with of as the middle word, and I'm not going to know what it is, because it's got some really weird name, and like Aegis of Eternity or something. And, and Steve will know everything about it after. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, this game, I'll give you. Um, yeah, all right. I'll, uh, this game was a Kickstarter campaign. Well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your next track. That's a big hint too. This without like cheating and going into the eShop. Is this is this Skyrim Kickstarter edition? <laughs> it's not. Um. All right. I'm gonna give you the genre RPG. Nope. Really? This game is a Metroidvania. Also does not help. That actually limits it down quite is a bit. Is it Dead Cells? It's not Dead Cells. Interesting. Oh boy. Crap, he was talking about this in the Discord. What the hell was it? <laughs> Is this... No. Alright, I'm gonna ask it anyway. Is this licensed? It's not licensed. Here's your next track. I'm gonna give you the developer and publisher. It might ring a bell or two. The developer and publisher, because it's an indie title if you can't guess, is Team Cherry. God, did we get a review code for this? I don't think so, actually. Okay. I like how nobody That's... has guessed anything about this game correctly thus far. <laughs> it's not an RPG. It's not uh, licensed. We didn't get a review code. We're narrowing it down. <laughs> By process of elimination. All right. Anybody got hey, any if questions? You, if you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, however unlikely, must be true. You know, I just don't even have a guess, Eugene. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got, I got nothing. I got nothing right on this. Um, I guess the last thing I'll do is I'll read the, um, the, you know, the opening from Wikipedia. See if that helps at all. Hang on, hang on. I have a very specific question, okay. and I don't know that you're going to be able to answer it. Main okay. character wear gloves. That's not the question I was gonna ask. <laughs> Has this game been seen on sale recently? I couldn't tell you. What kind of question is that? <laughs> I have a guess. 
guess it then. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? We're holding you up from that? Is it Hollow Knight? It's Hollow Knight! No way. <laughs> yeah. That's why I asked that question, because I bought it when it was on sale. And I actually got the version with the little plush that comes with the digital download code. Nice! And I was I, like, where have I seen Team Cherry before? Because I, I saw that name. I didn't understand the need for secrecy. It's like we're not like anywhere <laughs> not near the answer. If we're anywhere close getting this, we could have just blurted I, it out. I, no, no, no. Don't let them take this moment away from you, Steve. I'm proud of you. I'll have the moment, you know. You Thank just, you, you, Phantom. <laughs> I love you. I think it's because he was listening to me. I still haven't booted the game up, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> like most of my shopkins. <laughs> it's it's in the pile of shame. Uh, all right, all right. Well, let's move on to our next listener. We each have um, a point suggestion. Right now, by the way. Yeah, why don't we wow. get a point total here? We each uh, have a point. I think right we just now, did. Yeah, we are all tied at one. Oh, girl. Okay, this is interesting. And since we did run long on that Infendo Top 5, there are, we only got five today, so there's only two left. So Final two getting, rounds. Yeah, <laughs> this is getting spicy. God. So, um, all right, we're going to well, move on I mean, with Mike Corky. Unless somebody gets both of those, we'll probably have to have another round, otherwise it'll be a tie. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Either, either somebody gets both of them or nobody gets one of them. I kind of have a feeling that's what's going to happen with this next one, but we'll find out. <laughs> this one comes from Mike Corky Dog. And away we go. I'm going to kind of skip forward on this one because it's kind of quiet in the beginning. What? You'll be happy to know I held off on your mom joke. <laughs> Jeez. Is this Child of Light? It's not. You asked that as if we've asked Child of Light a hundred times before. The no, but I've asked it. it. I've asked it once tonight already. No. It's got a somewhat similar art style to Child of Light, though, I, I guess, sort of. In a way. Muromasa? It's not Muromasa. That would have pissed Lucas off. <sighs> not that I've ever played Muromasa. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It seems like a U game. No, it very much was. I just never got around to it. <clears throat> How about another track? Or we could mm. just keep talking about Muramasa. <laughs> that is a good game. You should play it. Oh, they, is that a game that, that is ever going to come out on Switch? It's on Switch. Speaking of, speaking what? of on Switch, what system I think. is this on? Um, this game is on Switch. Funny yeah, enough. RPG? Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Hotel Transylvania 3. <laughs> no. <laughs> this game, according to Wikipedia, is a indie platform adventure game. Bold Boy? Unless we get another game that came out, like, prior to the year 2000, I think I'm done getting points tonight. <laughs> so it's not Bold Boy. It's not, no. I'm gonna go off of that one. Is it Owl Boy? It's not Owl Boy. Good guess, though. That would have pissed Monster Boy. off. I've never played Owl Boy either. <laughs> don't even have any interest in it no but that would have been a snipe yeah so this okay. this game has received like a bunch of like indie game of the year awards and stuff like that it's really a highly revered game with highly critically re not no not celeste is this dead cells because that got not, a lot of game of the years not dead cells <clears throat> we've already covered hollow Knight. So. 
Yeah. Here's your next track. It's a game I haven't gotten around to, but I definitely want to give it a go. <clears throat> Is this a last year game? Um, this game came out, like, literally at the tail end of last year, December 13th. See, Steve's in his element with these indies. I'm sorry? I said Steve's in his element with these indies. Well, the thing is, is I hear about them, and then I forget their names. <laughs> you you their said names it's an indie platform. Anything about them. Lightspear? It's not. Looking at a list, Lucas? No, that's just a popular <laughs> indie game. No, I'm actually playing Zelda 2. Alright, here's a hint. Um, this game was published by Devolver Digital. Oh, God. It's not Enter the Gungeon. They didn't do that, did they? I've played a Devolver game. We got a review code for this, didn't we? What was the name of that game? Is that one I got? I, I don't know if anybody's redeemed it yet, but I, I'm almost positive we got a review code. No, it's that, it's that game I threw into the other review code Discord, isn't it? No? So it's the other one that we just got? It's not people. That I haven't read the title of yet? That one Justin yeah. really wanted to play? The one I think... that I recommended to Justin? No, I, I don't. I think you guys are on the wrong place here because Devolver I don't think anybody's digital. posted this in the Discord. I've played a Devolver Digital game. All right, here's here's another track. What did they do? So it's not down well. Nope. Oh okay. God, tonight's music selection is depressing. Or is it just common? <laughs> All right, I'm going to read you the synopsis from Wikipedia. Go for it. Um, wicka, wicka, wicka. I, I guess after playing this next track, since that one was short. Um, so the game follows a girl named Blank, who seem who is actually the titular, um, you know, whatever. No. Who okay. wakes up in a in a, the palm of a crumbling statue of a woman. She attempts to sing out, but. Uh, quickly becomes choked up and the statue's hands crumble, dropping her into a colorless earth below. Well, that doesn't sound like anything I've played. Um, your last hint... Ooh, I, this one... Ooh, I don't know if I want to give you that hint. Alright. Like we're doing so good. I'm gonna give... If I give you this hint, it's only gonna be worth a half point at this point. So do okay. you guys give up at this for that? Yeah. I agree to the rules. I okay, sure, so whatever. this game is the same name of a color. Oh, Grease? Yeah, uh-huh. This is Grease. Good job, Justin. Wait, 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 wait. Grease is a color? Grease, as in gray. Oh, Greece. okay. I was thinking, yeah, like, I was thinking, like, the stuff that comes out of cows, or, you know... Grease Lightman. Oh, yeah. Grease Lightman. Very good. Good pull, Justin. Good pull. Good job, what kind no. of cows well have you been milking? <laughs> the dead, patified kind. All right. So Justin pulls ahead by a half point. That half point could, could oh, this take exciting. him to the victory lane. We'll see. Um, we have road. one. We have one track left. This one comes from... Um, who did I... Oh, this one comes from Minus. Oh, I think that I know who's going to get this one. But we're going to try it anyways. See what happens. All right, here we go. 
WarioWare Gold? Nope. <laughs> I'm so distracted by Justin's eyebrows. Toe Jam and Earl? <laughs> it's not. Is this Rhythm Heaven? It is not Rhythm Heaven. This is an interesting choice. Justin is so distracting. <laughs> if you're not watching the live stream, you've really got to watch this, because this is funny. <laughs> it's actually rather disturbing. <laughs> I do this like every Nintendo's you've never noticed. I sit here not and to this extent. gesture to the beat. Your head is moving, but your body isn't. It's wonderful. <laughs> Can we get another track? Yeah, your mom was impressed with it last night. God, oh here we there go. There it is. Katamari Damacy? You guys want hints? You guys need Japanese. Give me, give me some questions. What you guys want? It's a Switch is game. Is it Japanese? This is a Switch game. I don't know if this was a Japanese game, actually, Justin. I don't think so. What an odd soundtrack. Your cat... Okay. <laughs> so your cat's about to jump on your chair there. <laughs> God, I have nothing for this. Not right now. I guess Can I we get have another the track. hindsight. Here's the next track. <laughs> and you're sure one of us is going to get this? I thought! I mean, I was sure of it. <laughs> Which one? If nobody gets it, I win Nintendo. Actually, I got a 50-50 chance here. Either I'll <laughs> get it, no one will get it, or one of you guys will get it. I think that's so. Doesn't mean you have a 33% chance. No, because if nobody gets it, I still win. He's not wrong. So then you've got a 66% chance. Oh my God, Steve! No, because there are two this. of you. Did you forget Lucas exists? <laughs> <laughs> this is a Switch game. Oh, okay, let, let's do the math. Here, we're focusing. Steve. No, we're focusing With on the wrong birds thing. Birds no, actually, you're out in of the focus. background of every track. <laughs> That's oh, Lucas bizarre. is picking it, picking up Owlboy? on some stuff. It is not Owlboy. <clears throat> Here's Child your next of Light. Nope. Yeah, do, what types of clues do we have other than it's on Switch? Yeah, can we get That's another clue? You haven't asked me anything. You can we get another about... clue? Well, Steve was distracted by Because all eyebrows. this music sounds the same. What clues do you want? I can give you anything you, you want. Genre. This is a role-playing game, but it is also an, a sports game. Golf story. Oh, golf story. Ah! 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 Who got that? Come on, that was me. Uh, I, 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 I think unless I got there was, it unless there was lag right. on my end, I said it first. Like no, we, maybe we, there right. was lag. Uh, see, this is what I heard. I heard O and from Justin, and then I heard Lucas say golf. And then it was like golf story, and then by the time that happened, you said golf story. So that's what I heard. Okay, I'm just letting you know I'm willing to either settle with a tie or a win, but I'm not losing because of that. Because I swear yeah, I, I was, said it first. Well, well, this was going to be my compromise. 
Um, I'll ditch my half a point advantage and we call this a tie and do one more round. Oh, all right. You want to go into the final yeah, Jay, countdown? You, you got tiebreakers, right? Because yeah. I imagine you came uh, yeah, with yeah. 11. All right. Well, all right. Then th- that's fair. I'll shut up. <laughs> this, well, well, I had a theme. Worth it right there. So I'll tell you my theme for my one track that I'm going to give you. All of my games are sequels. So this game is going to be a sequel of some sort. Sequelitis. God. I think this is going to be a tough one, and I like it. So here we go. Actually, I'm enjoying that smooth jazz right now. Metroid Prime 2. Banjo Chewie. <laughs> this is Banjo Chewie. This is the that Mayan. Is not level, what I right? thought it was. Mm-hmm. This is the Mayan. Level. I, I thought I would. I thought I would trick you up with this one, but very nice. Can't, you can't trick I me up with my rare games. games. I thought it was Majora's Mask. Despite having rare replay on my Xbox One. Awesome. All right, Lucas. Well, you did it. You took us into the promised land. You are the winner of this week's Nintendo. How do you feel? I feel good. Justin, you were a worthy foe. Steve, you were also <laughs> worthy. Slightly less so than Justin, but still worthy. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a little break here, and then we're gonna roll into the question block. Got a question you're just dying to know the answer to? Head on over to patreon.com slash infendoradio, and for three bucks a month, you can ask us anything you want. All right, it's question block time. Um, I don't remember who's going first, so I'm going to actually randomly choose. Oh, he's got a finger, and he wants me to pick. All right, fine, Steve, you're going first. What does he Tell want us... you to pick with his finger? Yeah, I've got another fi- I've got another finger for these two patrons here in a minute, and I can say that because they're two <laughs> wow. of our best friends at the same time. <laughs> So one minus sixty four asks us, <laughs> how are these New Year's resolutions going? Keeping it up, or as Elsa from Frozen says, let it go, let it go. I'm not <laughs> singing that minus, so don't even. Um, I don't really great. do New Year's resolutions anymore Damn. because I always do them and then I never actually do them. Um, what I am finding though is on the Infendo side of things, I'm actually being productive this year. So I'm going to try and keep that going. Nice. I mean, I'm not going to so. say no, because you've been killing it. You're not messing around. Yeah. No, you picked up I know, up and my... I'm, I'm just going to keep doing it. Picked so. up all my slack, so I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, and Eugene, get out the uh, Pikas, because the Frozen theme tonight. Lucas, how about your resolutions? Um, well, if you're a live listener, or rather viewer, you might have noticed that I'm not in the same room anymore, and that's because I moved. So I also don't really do New Year's resolutions, not for any particular reason, I just don't really think to do them, I guess. It seems silly. A year is just an artificial construct that we've created for ourselves anyway, oh so Oh my god. But, um... <laughs> But, I mean, life is good. I mean, if you really want to get technical, we should be starting the new year on December 21st, which is officially the shortest day of the year. There you go. The beginning of a new year. But, you know, know, we did it when we did it. So we're we're on a podcast based out of a Japanese, uh, you know, company. So maybe we ought to do it based on their new year. Do they have the same new year we do? I think the Chinese yeah. have a What have the Romans ever done well, for God. us? Okay, that backfired. So anyway. Because <laughs> I'm um, an uncultured swine. 
so so being in a new space has given me an opportunity to form a lot of new habits and very easily break a bunch of old habits that I've been wanting to break. So without getting into too much detail, life is pretty good right now. I'm um with everything kind of being different, everything's up in the air, it's given me a chance to kind of, you know, rethink and do things differently and I'm trying to. So we'll see what happens with that. Um but that's that's me. Also I've been working more on my game. I've had a little more like I'm I've, I've got less people around I have like less family and stuff that I'm hanging out with all the time so there's more moments of loneliness and with that loneliness comes a desire to work on my game so here I am making progress so that's all right Uncle yay ben. depression fueling inspiration <laughs> well it's not really depression as much as it is just a lack of stimuli you know so I'm, I'm taking it and I'm running with it there's positives and negatives to everything and one of the positives of having less people around is it gives me more time to work on my own stuff so, right you know yeah no I uh, I'm kind of with you on that one Lucas I never really do the the um, the the Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I, I don't usually do the resolution thing. It, it, I just kind of, you know, like take it at, take the punches as they come, you know? Like if I want to change something, then I'll try and change it in the moment. That's how I try and approach life. But, you know, to each their own. Well, piggybacking off of Lucas's... <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the listeners are missing out on a visual gag for that one. But anyway... <laughs> why you should watch live on twitch.tv <laughs> um uh since i have a new computer now which hopefully is going to survive the year um had a couple of glitches with it which hopefully get ironed out soon but um one of the one of my new year's resolutions is getting utilidork officially off the ground doing podcasts for it doing videos for it and having a computer that i can just pick up and carry anywhere will really help me like one of my big problems with writing for infendo for utilidor for anything really is that i either have to do it on my phone which is incredibly inconvenient or sure. i have to leave wherever i am thinking of whatever it is go up to my computer room and write it down up there which is also incredibly inconvenient both because i have to move and because like literally, my computer up there is a leather chair with a uncomfortably placed in front of me and a television set. So, um, yeah, that's one of my resolutions: is making Utilidork an actual thing. You know what I wanted it to be last year. Making the other Utilidork resolution is losing again. weight because I have been losing weight and I want to be in good shape for my wedding in December. So. That's 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 valiant. Awesome. That's good. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, why don't you read us our next question, Lucas? All right. Phantom writes, uh, the snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a footprint to be seen. <laughs> a kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm the queen. No, actually, Phantom writes, to add to the Frozen quotes, and just because I know how much you guys love Frozen, especially Steve, <laughs> does the cold never bother you anyway? Okay, so <laughs> piggybacking off of myself, because apparently I'm the hot, like, piggyback target tonight, um, I, ever since I've gotten into this particular room, I wake up, like, shivering every morning. Oh, gosh. And I'm not sure why. I think the insulation is just different or something. It has been kind 
kind of chilly lately. It's been getting into like the 60s, which for Florida oh, is cold. Get out of here. But the cold is bothering me. <laughs> hey, I've like, lived in Florida in the winter. 60 at night can feel kind of chilly. It's <laughs> chilly down here for, for people like us. I mean, like, I um I hate showers, like, with a burning passion. Like, that's one of my RPG character sheet fun facts. <laughs> but I have been... <laughs> Steve, Steve is freaking out over here. But I have been, like, dying to jump into the shower in the morning because of the warm water. Like, I'm so cold. You want to do so, if you want to fill the, the cold, tub with hot the water cold, and soak in it. The cold very much bothers me anyway, Phantom. I am no Elsa. <laughs> I am an Anna, and I am ashamed to admit it, but... There you have it. Steve, are you an Elsa or an Anna? I hate this theme. Let's just start with that. <laughs> Second off, Lucas, what the hell's the matter with you? You hate showers? That's my favorite part of the day. That's no. how I wash away all the shit you happens. If you had my it. shower, you would hate showers no, as well. I'm, so. I'm perfect, and my life is perfect, and I don't need to wash anything away. It just needs to stay here. So. <laughs> I I ask us this so many times, but how are we friends? I know. It's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> is it the weird. whole opposites thing? Honestly, I think it's just that you're going to go back to the place where you used to work that I almost just said the name of on the air, <laughs> and you'll be able to get me free tacos. So. Yeah. Oh, not a snowball chance in hell. But I'm also a vegetarian now, so that might not even be worth it. We we used to make them with beans instead of meat, so it would be beans, cheese, lettuce, and tomato in a little crispy shell. Sounds pretty good, Um, actually. To answer the actual abysmal question at hand, no, the cold doesn't bother me. I sleep. I don't really sleep under the covers ever. I sleep under a very thin blanket, and we have a fan that goes all year long because no matter what, I'm freaking dying of heat exhaustion all the time my god you 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 are my fiance it it (laughs) is it is 23 degrees outside right now and i'm sweating in the room i'm in see i also i also actually have a fan that runs all night but that's mostly because i become dependent on the white noise yeah yeah Yeah, well and that's how my wife is she doesn't like it Um, but she has to sleep with the fan going oh i love it I fall asleep to music. Like, I actually have a pillow speaker that I play usually, like, Hmm. Disney park background music loops because they're usually pretty mellow and Mm -hmm. instrumental, and I can fall asleep to them, and long enough for me to fall asleep to them. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't hate Frozen. In fact, it's one of my favorite Disney movies, so maybe this question wasn't meant for me. I also kind of enjoyed Frozen. Steve, I thought the sisterly love angle was kind of kind of sweet. She didn't need yeah, no man. Yeah, I liked that. I, I, I liked the way they kind of put twists on it. I love the music. Olaf is is one of my favorite Disney comic really. Anyway, um, yes, the cold does bother me. Um, I do not like being cold. I like being able to wear short sleeves and shorts. However, and short shorts. I would rather it be too cold than too warm. For a variety of reasons. Number one, Ditto. if it's too you can cold, only get so naked. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> if it's too hot, you can only take off so much clothes, and then you're just hot and naked. And um, rest. <laughs> yes, depending on where you are. Um, also, if it's cold, you do physical activity. Um, the, the place where I work, I often get sent outside to do a manual labor job and 
when it's like 30 degrees out, it's actually nice. Last night I was doing it in just a sweatshirt. I got cold towards the end of the night, but because I was constantly moving and, you know, pushing heavy things for a long period of time, I kind of kept my body temperature pretty moderate. That's um, what she said. I, ha- <laughs> I, I had major nipsicles by the end of the job. <laughs> oh, but That's what she um, said. <laughs> But, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about mine, and then we're gonna get out of this nipsical train wreck. Um, yes, cold is way better than hot, guys. Duh, it's oh, the no, best. I I agree with you. I'm just saying it's yeah, been bothering okay. me lately. I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to agree with that because I do love jumping into a pool in hot weather and but I thought you know you were wearing the one that shorts just and shorts said that at it's night. Better. I I used to um, work at Starbucks, and I used to work the early shift a lot, and we'd have to be there at. 4.30 in the morning, and I used to, all year round, wear shorts because I hate pants. So, like, yeah, cold doesn't really bother me. Own it. Um, for those of you who don't know, damn, I just Eugene is wearing pants right now. You're not and for those of you keeping track, that makes two Elsas and two Annas on this podcast. A very balanced podcast. <laughs> Jeez. Me and Justin are just waiting for Mr. Wright to come along and sweep us off our feet. But Eugene and Steve, they've got deep things going on, and they they can't be bothered with love. They need to focus on themselves. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, um, speaking of not being bothered, um, we're gonna get out of here because you guys are probably have had enough. Um, the the people, you guys on the internet, you guys need to do the things. We need your help. Um, we need you guys to follow us on all the places, and the best place to start is on I would say probably independent.com. But from there, you can follow all of our things. Um, where can the people follow your things, Stephen? Wow, that took an oddly sexual turn. Um, Excuse you me? You can find me at Gentus1 on Twitter and twitch.tv slash Gentus every once in a while. Wait, wait, we gotta back up here for a second. What? <laughs> There's I, uh, Lucas, where can the Lucas, where can the listeners follow your things? <laughs> oh, jeez, Steve, that's a right past it. That's a pretty personal question to ask you guy um you can follow me i'm on twitter at chromatic or you can go to my website chromaticq.com please go check me out i'd appreciate it justin where can people find you and your things you can find me and my nipsicles at Twitter at um, Infendo. Just I've, I can't. I just my cheeks I to actually hurt. You can follow me on Twitter at Infendo Justin. Um, you can, if you're interested in the Disney project that I will definitely do something with this year, you can go to utilidork.com and follow me on the social medias there, where I definitely will have. Um, content within the coming months, I promise. Um, and um, if you are listening live, I am going to be hosting an Infrendo game night tonight. Probably either Smash or Kart, but you know, we'll kind of get a feel. Um, so go to that Twitter account at Infendo Justin, find my Switch friend code in my profile, send me a friend request, and jump into our Discord. Um, and look for the Infrendo Game Night text and voice channels if you'd like to join in. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And last but not least, me! 
Um, you can find everything that I'm doing at Infendo Eugene. Make sure to follow at Infendo on Twitter as well. And like Justin said, actually, we have a nice list of friend codes if you want to, some friends to play with. If, like, you just got a Switch or something. Go to Infendo.com slash friends. I think, I think it's dash friends, friend codes or something like that. Friend dash codes. Or you just look in the menu and hit the friend, friend code button. But anyways, put your friend code in that list and play some games with us. It's good times. All, all the time. <coughs> okay. Well, we did it. We're here. We're done. We made it to the end. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. We will catch you all next week. Peace. For it. See you later. Ah! <laughs> Sick of hearing me talk about Minecraft on the show? You can read about it over at Infendo.com. <laughs>